0: You are listening to the Revolutionary Force, a professional wrestling podcast for over 20 years. Reviews, interviews, shoots, news, and opinions like no other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ring Scoops. Yo, 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 what is up wrestling fans? Welcome to Ring Scoops Live. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham. Mm, Yeah, buddy. It is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. And I hope you're all all having a fantastic day on this awesome hump day or bump day. You know what? Let's call it that. So the hump day is called bump day, right? Because this is professional wrestling or sports entertainment. However you want to call it. It's up to you. The choice is yours. You're not wrong in either one. You want to call it. That's the cool thing about this industry. You can have it your way, just like Burger King. And we got cat in the cat in the chat, cat in the hat, cat in the chat. Uh, Tom callahu what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I hope I pronounced your last name right. Is it Cola ColoHugh I'm I, I feel like I'm just butchering it and I, I, I feel bad about that I'm, I'm sorry man oh I got it right oh all right cool right on right on um, before we uh, officially went on um, in the chat cat uh, subscribed tier one for another month cat thank you so much um, you have now subscribed for 12 full months. Here on Ring Scoops, you have reached beyond VIP status. You've successfully defended your championship. You're on a hot streak for a whole year. Right on. You guys can't hear it. I got the headphones on. I got music playing. So if you see me like rocking out, that's why. I don't want to get hit with any copyright stuff. That's why the music's not playing. Man, it's been a while. Been a while since we've uh, been live here on the channel. But uh, coming out of this phenomenal weekend in the world of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, I feel like I'm on a high like a lot of other people are. It was um, one of the biggest weekends in, uh, in the business. I'm not just saying that, you know, not just pulling it out of my, my ass. Um, it was legitimately one of the biggest weekends in this industry's history. And, and I'm not trying to do a Tony Schiavone impression by saying that. It all started on Friday. With AEW Rampage, where CM Punk made his return to professional wrestling after an extended absence. Now, I worded it that way because I think that pleases everybody, right? According to his promo, he has been gone from professional wrestling since 2005. Um, he has been not on television in a in a wrestling or sports entertainment capacity uh, since 2014. But if you were to just say that CM Punk made a return after an extended leave, I think you please both sides, uh, WWE fans, AEW fans, wrestling fans, sports entertainment fans. It's all about the wording, right? It's all about the wording. If there's anything I learned anything about, just life in general, from professional wrestling. It is from Mr. Paul Heyman and how to play with vocabulary. It's uh, one reason why I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, studying communications at college, getting my bachelor's degree in communications. I apologize here. I... I'm getting an email here from my bank. And I was just kind of... Okay. All right. Enough of that. So, it's bump day. CM Punk is back. AEW. AEW is going to be on TNT tonight. For Dynamite. AEW, Rampage last week, that featured... The return of CM Punk got a, a hell of a rating. Uh, the prior week got 740,000 viewers with a 0.3 share or in the demo. I mean, um, and the CM Punk return episode got 1.1 million people with a 0.53 in the demo. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is a huge number. Um, I was texting with uh, my buddy and my co-host, McEvall. I think it was Thursday night. We both had uh, asked each other, what do you predict for the rating for Rampage? I had predicted 984,000. Well, they exceeded that. I don't recall him giving an exact prediction but he did say that he would be it would be disappointing if they didn't break a million but they, they did they got 1.12 million and the demo .53 is insane that's crazy it's good stuff man it is very good stuff What I one thing I, I had to say about CM Punk's return on Twitter Matter of fact, I want to pull that up right now because I want to read it word for word. I, I don't want to mess up anything, even my own quotes. Of course, how can I misquote myself, right? I'm still going to be iterating the same thoughts. Um, I can't even find the tweet now. But it was along the lines of, um, you know, in, in wrestling, you, you, you create moments, you create magic. Uh, It's like what I was saying with Mac on the podcast last week. We as an adult, we as adults, we we tend to forget that wrestling is for moments and and magic and, and that kind of stuff. It's very easy to lose track of that, especially when we start thinking more along the lines of behind the scenes and business and how things operate and whatnot. But there's, there are going to be an audience out there, some adult, mostly children and teenagers, that still believe in the magic of professional wrestling. And you have beloved characters that they emotionally get invested in. And CM Punk is one of them. And AEW gave to their target audience what they've been wanting for several years, which is CM Punk to return to professional wrestling. Tony Khan delivered that. CM Punk delivered that. Punk came back. He cut his promo. He said, um, and I don't remember word for word, so please bear with me on this, but CM Punk said that there is no way that he can get healthy by staying in the same place that got him sick. I get that. It makes sense. It really does. Seven years CM Punk has been gone, right? And he's back. And he cut this promo. And he talked about being away from wrestling since 2005 when he left Ring of Honor. And he skipped over his whole WWE run in this promo. That has rattled a lot of cages online with wrestling fans. I mean, in my personal opinion, it is what it is. I couldn't care less. He went out there, he cut a promo. He has a a specific target audience that he was, you know, talking to. And the pace of the promo, his tone, the content, the context, everything about his promo was for that target audience. And he nailed it. It was a magical moment for a lot of people out there. CM Punk, Tony Khan, AEW made a lot of fans happy with that return of CM Punk. And that's cool, man. That's cool. You know? Personal feelings aside, any of that stuff, I'm not saying I hate it or anything like that. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I personally, I, I didn't go nuts over it. But it was still really cool to watch. It was entertaining. It was good stuff. It was good television. It's very good television. I can't wait to see what uh, CM Punk does in AEW going forward. Uh, How they present him. um, If his in-ring style is going to be changing because of his long absence away from the ring. And also because of his age now, too. Um, Not to say that he's, you know, extremely old or anything like that. I believe he's, what, 42, 43 years old. I mean, he's still young enough to still be able to go out there and compete. He's obviously... Based on the ratings, still a big enough name to draw people. And tonight is AEW Dynamite. And uh, we're going to see what happens when he comes out on the flagship show for All Elite Wrestling. Um, If you're watching this clip on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment down below with your thoughts on CM Punk's return. Did it make you happy? I bet it made you happy, right? That's cool, man. That is really cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on anybody's feelings or anything like that. And cat in the chat says got to go back to work. Talk to you later. Thank you so much, cat, for joining us here on uh, on the stream. Appreciate it. Thank you again for subbing to our Twitch channel here on Ring Scoops. Much appreciation. Enjoy the rest of your day at work, cat. So so seeing Punk's back, right? There are some people out there. That are crapping on CM Punk's return. There are a lot of people out there that are very happy for CM Punk's return. There are people out there that are starting arguments with people about his return, both positively and negatively. The way I look at it, if it makes you happy, that's cool. Who am I to crap on you and your feelings? And you know, vice versa. If there was something that I'm going, you know, crazy over. That uh, you may not go crazy over who the hell are you to diminish my own liking and my reaction to it. So, I go back to what I said. AEW, Tony Khan, CM Punk. They delivered to their audience what their audience has been craving for a very, very long time. They created moments. They created magic. They created a buzz. They created a memory. That's awesome. That is really, really awesome. All right. Moving along, real quick. Uh, the AEW Dynamite preview for tonight. Um, this is uh, on PW Insider. Scheduled for tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite on TNT emanating from Milwaukee at the UWM Panther Arena. Brock Anderson going one-on-one with Malachi Black. Then you got the AEW Tag Team Eliminator Tournament. The Lucha Brothers taking on the Varsity Blondes. Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. Chris Jericho will address his future. The Gun Club versus The Factory with Paul White as the special guest commentator. The wingmen versus John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen. And Jamie Hayter taking on red velvet. That's tonight, AEW Dynamite live on TNT. It's AEW, man. AEW. They are on a roll. They are on Roll. Let's see what we got next here. I got like so many different things open up on the computer. I'm kind of like jumping around, jumping around, jumping around, jumping around. We've got some, um, some impact wrestling stuff to talk about here real quick, uh, scheduled for tomorrow's impact wrestling programming on access TV. 3 p.m Eastern Standard Time slam 2019 I remember that I, that was um that was very interesting that was when um wait what did Tessa Blanchard get the title no and she got it in January of 2020 right yeah that's right yeah because Brian Cage defended against Michael Elgin here I'm looking at the card now The uh, TJP open challenge. You had uh, Killer Cross versus Eddie Edwards in a first blood match. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. The North versus uh, LAX versus the Rascals. RVD versus Moose. Rich Swan versus Johnny Impact. Taya Valkyrie versus Rosemary versus Sue Young versus Havoc. Monsters Ball and then Brian Cage versus Michael Elgin. So that's going to air tomorrow on Access TV, Slam Anniversary 2019. That should be uh, fun to watch, especially considering it was only two years ago, and a lot of these guys um, are elsewhere now. Uh, Cross is on NXT and, and Raw, uh, Tessa Blanchard's out of the company, The Rascals are in uh, NXT. LAX is in AEW. Uh, Johnny Impact is, is, is John Morrison again. Taya Valkyrie is over at NXT. Michael Elgin is, is gone, doing whatever. And Brian Cage is in AEW. It's very interesting. Um, at 7 p.m., BTI. Steve Macklin in action, it says. And then Impact on Access at 8 p.m., Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. The Good Brothers versus Rich Swann and Willie Mack. Impact Wrestling Champion Christian Cage set to appear. Chris Bay versus David Finley. Chris Saban versus Sammy Callahan. And Taylor Wilde versus the Influencers. Let me say that again because it sounded kind of weird coming out. Taylor Wilde versus the Influencers. And Caleb With a K and a handicap match. And then at 10 p.m., Impact in 60, the best of Brian Cage. So that's uh, Access TV for tomorrow. I just want to say this isn't really going to be that long of a stream today. I want to slowly weave back into doing. These things because it's been it has been quite a while, and I'll, I wanna I wanna start doing like a consistent Ring Scoops Live kind of stream, not just playing games or anything like that, but doing this. Um, anyway, uh, SummerSlam, we got SummerSlam results. Um, I'll read the results, then I'll just uh, I'll let you guys know what I liked, what I didn't like out of the show. So for SummerSlam. Uh, on the pre show, Big E defeated Baron Corbin. And then uh, on the SummerSlam card itself, we got RK Bro defeating AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie. Damian Priest defeated Sheamus to capture the United States Championship. Um, The Usos defeated Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Becky Lynch filled in for Sasha Banks, who wasn't able to compete. And uh, Becky Lynch defeated Bianca Belair to capture the SmackDown Women's Championship in 26 seconds. Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal. Charlotte Flair defeated Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. To win the Raw Women's Championship. Edge defeated Seth Rollins via submission. Bobby Lashley defeated Bill Goldberg. To retain the WWE Championship. And in the main event of the night for SummerSlam. Roman Reigns defeated John Cena. To retain the Universal Championship. And there was a big return there too. Afterwards. Brock Lesnar made his return to the WWE. Alright, so I didn't catch the pre-show match of Big E and Baron Corbin, so I can't really give my thoughts on that. Um, I thought it was I thought it was really cool for WWE to open up the show with RK-Bro versus AJ and Omos. Uh, a good hot tag team match is a great way to open up a pay-per-view. Back in the day, that was like just about the go-to way to open up pay-per-views. It was like you'd open up a pay per view. You, you knew the Dudley Boys were going to come out. Dudley Boys opened up a lot of pay per views and they set the tone for the night. And RK Bro and AJ and Omas, I think they had a really fun opening match. It was, it was really, really cool to watch. Um, I couldn't see RK Bro losing the match. So, um, it's good to see that they, uh, they are the tag team champions. Um, Give them a couple of months, run with the belts, and uh, maybe we'll see that big turn down the road. Right, going into WrestleMania, perhaps Randy Orton and, and Riddle, uh, Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie. Um, they had a, a very short match. And well, hold on a minute, I. I'll tell you what happened just now. My Amazon Echo Dot went off because I'm talking about Alexa Bliss. I love technology, right? Um, Anyway, uh, Bliss and uh, Eva Marie. Three minutes and 50 seconds. Um, For what it is, considering Eva Marie was in the match, not a lot of people like to, you know, they don't like even re on, on their TV. I can't blame WWE for putting the match on um, this short, under five minutes. I think it did its job. Uh, and then, you know, Drop turned on on Eva. Um, it is what it is, you know? It is what it is, right? Damian Priest is the U.S. champion. I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. This dude is uh being built very organically too. Uh the fans have chosen to get behind him. He's not being shoved down our throat. It was just a natural, you know, progression to pop Damian Priest into the the title picture there for the US Championship and have him go over on Seamus. Uh Usos and uh Ray and Dominic. Um I'll be honest, I, I didn't really watch uh, you know, much of this match. I was busy doing some stuff around the house at that time, so I can't give an honest thought about that one. Uh, one of the most controversial moments of the night, uh, Becky Lynch um, mowing over Bianca Belair. First, Bianca came out. Then they said uh, that Sasha wasn't going to be there, so Carmella was going to be the replacement. Carmella came out, and then Becky came out, and Becky... Took over, and Becky took over. Is <laughs> Becky's the new SmackDown women's champion? Uh, Twenty six seconds, man. This left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. It really did. Um. There's yeah. There's been some fights on social media between a lot of people. There's there is a small uh, chunk of fans that are waiting to see what's going to happen with this and that has triggered a lot of other fans and there's like a war going on between people over this Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair thing especially with the uh the Becky Lynch fan base and the Bianca Belair fan base um I'm going to give it like a week or two before I I I fully you know, indulge myself in uh, in thoughts on that, but I'll say this just very briefly about the how they did it. Uh, Twenty six seconds, man, that's horse horse shit. That's come on, you didn't have to do that. If you wanted the belt off of her, you could have done it. Uh, you know, go another five minutes at the very least, right? Uh, we got Drew McIntyre, Jinder Hall. I thought it was a good match between those two. It was short, sweet, to the point. Um. If they continue this program, which it looks like they're going to, um, you know, we'll get a longer match out of these two. I know they could pull off a really good match. You give them enough time. And you got, you know, some good build behind it so people get behind these guys. They'll deliver if you let them. Uh, The triple threat match for the Women's, Raw Women's Championship Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley losing to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte picks up, was her 12th. Women's Championship run. Um, I mean, I would have preferred Nikki to win. To see, we you know what she can do with the title. Give her a, you know a, a decent run with it. Um, you know, I don't I, you know, I don't want to see like a hot potato thing going on with the title either. Uh, Nikki Ash could have had. A title run very similar to like Shawn Michaels in '96, you know, where where every title match she goes into, she would be the underdog. You think that you know she's gonna lose, and somehow she she pulls it out. And she keeps going for a couple months. I would have liked to have seen that. We're not going to, uh, you know. So I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, I, don't, I mean, what else can I say? I'm not booking this. I've got no influence. None of us have influence on this, really. I mean. Unless we really hit the bottom line of the business, but that ain't going to happen. So there's no point in getting upset over it. I mean, it's the TV show. Um, Edge and Seth Rollins. I really like that match. I thought those two really, really pulled out a really good match between those two. Um, I was a little shocked to see Edge get the, the victory via submission of all outcomes, but. I mean that's not a bad thing. Uh That's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. Uh yeah, you know, Edge and Seth Rollins, man, That was a good match. Uh Lashley Goldberg for what it was, I you know, I thought I thought that was good. Um uh, it was very intriguing to see how how it ended too. Um in the span of 1 minute, Bobby Lashley assaulted a near senior citizen and then proceeded to Um, Assault his underage boy (laughs) That's That's the story there Referee stoppage right But I you know for what it was Seven minutes I thought it was fine You know it was good Or as I called it on Twitter It was uh, a seven minute Goldberg match Is an Ironman match for Goldberg Uh, The main event Roman Reigns John Cena I mean these guys are professionals man These guys could pull out a good match together in their sleep John Cena had a lot of hope spots in there. John Cena had a lot of near falls. Um, they really gave us a couple of, of moments there that I thought that John Cena was perhaps going to win. But ultimately, Roman Reigns got the victory. And then afterwards, Brock Lesnar came out looking like the love child of John Moxley and Bray Wyatt. But yeah, you know... It is what it is, right? I'm I'm looking forward to SmackDown on Friday. See what they do with Becky Lynch. See what they do with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. See what's next for Edge and Seth Rollins. SmackDown's on fire right now. Raw, not so much. I think I might be limiting my viewing of Raw pretty soon. Instead of watching it live the whole three hours... I might go back to watching the ninety-minute Hulu version of it every week, but SmackDown is under the WWE umbrella. SmackDown is definitely the show to watch, in my opinion. But you know, SummerSlam wasn't too bad. If I had to give it, you know, a rating, uh, seven point seven out of ten. I give it a seven seven. Um. All right. Up next was uh, NXT TakeOver 36. We had six matches, one pre-show match, five regular matches on the card. I didn't catch the pre-show match, but uh, here's the results. Uh, Ridge Holland defeated Trey Baxter in the pre-show. Uh, the, to open up the event, Cameron Grimes with Ted DiBiase defeated L.A. Knight by pinfall for the Million Dollar Championship. If Grimes lost, DiBiase would have to become Knight's butler. Uh, Second match of the night, Raquel Gonzalez retained the NXT Women's Championship over Dakota Kai. And then the next match, Dragunov defeated Walter. By submission for the NXT UK Championship. Uh, We got Kyle O'Reilly defeating Adam Cole two to one in the two out of three Falls match. He had a traditional wrestling match, a street fight, and a steel cage. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly made Adam Cole tap out. And then the main event, Samoa Joe defeated Karrion Cross by Pinfall. To capture his third NXT championship. So that was the results there. Um, like I said, I didn't see the pre-show match between Ridge Holland and uh, Trey Baxter. It says here was only a minute 45. So, I mean, short match. I really enjoyed Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Uh, in my opinion, this has been one of the most entertaining storylines of the entire year in all of wrestling is Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. And that's just my personal opinion. Uh, Especially with, you know, the Million Dollar Man being involved here. Like, this whole thing is just entertaining. It's really good stuff. In my opinion, it's very good usage of the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Cameron Grimes as a character is, is just growing by leaps and bounds as each week goes by. And L.A. Knight is just a star. He's been a star for a long, long time. Both of these guys are going to come out of this smelling like roses, and that's a great thing when that happens. Um, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai match. Um, it just didn't do it for me. Um, I was also a little disappointed that Dakota Kai didn't, you know, capture the women's championship, but that's fine. Kaylee Ray showed up afterwards though. So we might see some Kaylee Ray and Raquel Gonzalez stuff, by the way, even though I'm doing this on a Wednesday, I have not seen NXT from last night. So who knows? They probably already progressed things. I, I haven't watched it yet. Just for clarification, in case you guys are wondering, um, here we go. Walter versus Dragonoff for the NXT UK Championship. This man, that was a wrestling match. That was so fun to watch. It says here that went 22 minutes. I, I I couldn't have told you that while watching that. I couldn't have told you how long it was going. I was at the edge of my seat. It was really good. I lost track of time. Um, a lot of emotions came out during that match. It made me. Ha- it made me very happy. That match alone right there was well worth watching the entire show. You know? Um, The placement of the card on it being right there in the middle is, uh, I mean, its very debatable because, I mean, obviously you got the NXT Championship, but this UK Championship too. They're both, you know, the big things, but this wasn't a UK event, so that's why it wasn't the show closer. But, if if I had to compare this whole thing to anything, WrestleMania twenty five, they you know everyone had to follow Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, right? On this card right here, you know, two more matches had to follow Walter and Dragon That's a hard thing to do, man. It's a hard thing to do. Um, depending on who you ask, too. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe the two matches did deliver. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was exhausted by the time this match was over. So, I mean, I was a little, especially going into that two out of three falls match. I was like, wow, I don't know, man. Maybe that's why they did the traditional wrestling match in that. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. I mean, it was fun to watch. It was definitely fun to watch. Um, O'Reilly won the first fall. Cole won the street fight, and then O'Reilly won the steel cage match via submission. Um, And speaking of Adam Cole, real quick, we've got a report here on PW Insider uh, from Mike Johnson saying that a a source close to the situation reached out to PWInsider.com after Mike Johnson's initial Adam Cole report went up and stated that Cole's contractual status with WWE is that his deal expires at the end of this week. Internally within WWE, Cole is considered done with the company unless he is signed to a new deal. Um, Mike Johnson's, uh, earlier report featured a line that Cole is a hundred percent free agent, but that was an error on his part. And it has been since removed from that report. Uh, for those asking if Adam Cole is popping up on AEW this week, which would be tonight or this Friday on rampage, um, that can't happen. Uh, because he can't even have contract discussions until after the end of this week. So Adam Cole and WWE could come to terms still, or he could be on dynamite or rampage next week or at all out. So that's, there's that. There's that. Um, all right. Main event of NXT takeover. Samoa Joe carrying Cross. Uh, it was really cool. Samoa Joe, the NXT champion now. This, you know, with what they did with Cross on Raw the last couple of weeks, last month or so, I think really put a hinder on everything going into this match with Samoa Joe. I think they exposed Cross in a very, very negative way, and it deflated what could have been a really solid, exciting contest between these two, Samoa Joe and Karen Cross. And that's just my personal opinion there. Uh, there may be a lot of people out there who may agree. I know there's a, a huge consensus, agrees that Karen Cross has not been booked well on Raw. Um, I have not been overly impressed with what they have been doing with him on Raw, especially this last week. I, I heard the reasoning behind his entrance gear change with that mask and looking kind of like, like demolition in a way I, I get it too. You know, they want characters and personalities to be more marketable to go along with, you know, a line of toys and video games and different merchandise and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just weird to see because there's a big clash between how NXT presented them and how, WWE's main roster is presenting them. They say the NXT is a developmental brand, so you develop these characters, right? But when you bring them up to the main roster, you change them completely. What was the point of developing them in the first place if you're just going to change them? If it works, it works. Keep them the way that they are. If it doesn't work, you keep them in developmental and you just keep developing until you've got something you want that's over and you bring them up that way, right? Isn't that that the definition of developmental? Is to develop characters? And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know. That's just, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that, man. Um, Overall, though, NXT TakeOver 36. Enjoyable show. Overall. Um, There was really only one match on there that I just wasn't... I wasn't crazy about. Not saying that it... You know was the shits or anything but you know every show has to have a weak link and every show has to have a strong point right you have to have a range a range and in this event in my opinion the range starts with Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai as the weak part um and the strongest part is uh, Dragon versus Walter in my opinion. I'm not trying to take away from anything, but that's just facts, right? Like if you're in school, you're taking a class, there's the bell curve, certain things, screw it up. Certain things, a bell curve could be screwed up by somebody doing really good. It's the bell curve. Isn't necessarily a a negative connotation. It can have a negative, negative result based off of an, an extremely superior result on one aspect of something. And, and, the Walter Dragunov match. It's really good. It's very strong. Very, very, very strong. All right. Uh, yeah. On my board over there. That's, that's all I got, man. We talked about all the, uh, all the points I want to talk about. Ring scoops live. Um, if you're listening to this on, uh, on anchor or wherever else you listen to your podcast, thank you so much. If you've, uh, watched the youtube clips leave a comment down below if you're watching this um archive on twitch um hit up ring scoops on social media facebook instagram um twitter at ring scoops we're going to try to get some more tiktok stuff up too so search ring scoops on tiktok and um prowrestlingtees.com slash ring scoops for all your merchandise and also don't forget Ringscoops.com for the Ringscoops Wrestling Card Game, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, we got it right here. You guys can see it. It's right here in my hands. Well, if you're listening to the audio, you can't see it. Uh, Do you think you have what it takes to cut the greatest promo in professional wrestling history? Step through the ropes, pick a gimmick, and know your role. The Ringscoops Wrestling Card Game is the ultimate pro wrestling fan party game. Draw cards at random, use your creativity and cut a promo on your opponent while the audience cheers. There you go, the Ring Scoops wrestling card game, ladies and gentlemen. Check that out, ringscoops.com. Thank you all for watching. I'm the webmaster, Wade Needham, saying thank you. Good night at Be Cool.